2: We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we talk with the CEO of Canadian Western Agribition. The show entered day two today with a big donation to Stars Air Ambulance from CN Rail. The premier launches a new website to showcase Saskatchewan's environmental sustainability in farming, fertilizer, and fuel. He made the announcement at Agribition this morning. We have an interview with CN Rail's vice president of grain on grain movement. We also have a feeder cattle market update. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the butt.
1: This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today
2: with 620 CKRM Agri News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your farm fresh water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Out on the heels of Saskatchewan taking over the carbon tax on high emitters, the government has launched a website to show that products from Saskatchewan are high quality, sustainable, and meet a higher environmental standard. The website is called SustainableSK.ca. Premier Scott Moe made the announcement at Agribition in Regina this morning. The Premier says Saskatchewan has some of the highest quality and sustainably produced food, fuel and fertilizer that a growing world needs. He says Saskatchewan farmers sequester 12.8 million metric tons of carbon in their land due to zero tillage. That's the same as taking 2.78 million cars off the road every year something that we really heard from uh from Saskatchewan pe-
0: people and 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 in various industries over the course of the summers you know I was out uh, in a number of town halls and you know people really um wanted uh, the government and wanted uh, their industry um industry leadership to be more bold in telling the story about what we are actually doing uh in this province not only what we are producing and what we are providing to the world in the way of food fuel and fertilizer but how we are are producing those products and um so that's what this initiative is about is is to educate and to inform uh, not only our global customers in over 150 countries where we export products to, but to also uh, do our part in informing our fellow Canadians on um, the high-quality products that we produce in Saskatchewan, but just as importantly, uh, how we are producing those products relative to to other areas of the world. And in agriculture, as you uh, saw the statistics I had put forward, we have a far lower carbon footprint, uh, 65% in the way of canola and wheat, 95% lower in the case of, uh, of, of field peas, than our global competitors. Potash is about half of the carbon content per ton of potash. A very strong uh, story we have in this province from a, a sustainability perspective. We would are, are proud of that as Saskatchewan residents and we would invite uh, other Canadians to be equally proud.
2: Moad Saskatchewan will also have a promotion campaign in airports, TV ads, and other areas to point out this province's effort to produce goods sustainably. Yet had a message to agribition exhibitors and visitors.
0: Well, I, I think we'll start with a sustainable Saskatchewan message, and I said, and, and, and secondarily, I'd just say uh, thank you. Uh, you know, we, we uh, have had a, a challenging couple of years in some areas of the province, um, most certainly a challenging year last year across most of the province, um, but thank you for, uh, you know, producing what... Uh, across the province in general is likely going to be one of the larger crops that we've seen in, in quite some time. Um, and uh, most certainly, I would say that the, this government is going to be uh, doing all we can to ensure that we can continue to have the market access around the world and ensure we can do what we can in uh, in, in in putting our best foot forward on uh, not only what we produce here in Saskatchewan, but communicating how we produce these products in Saskatchewan. We have a great story to tell, a uh, great story to tell from a, a sustainability perspective, and, and we most certainly want to tell it on our producer's behalf.
2: Mo pointed to Saskatchewan potash mines producing 40% of the emissions per tonne as competing jurisdictions making Saskatchewan the largest and greenest potash producer in the world. He also pointed to Saskatchewan's enhanced oil recovery program sequestering enough carbon to make 4.5 million homes energy neutral for an entire... See you there.
1: Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM.
2: This portion is brought to you by Connexus Credit Union. Show your Connexus card for free admission to Canadian Western Agribition. CN Rail is providing $100,000 to Saskatchewan Stars Air Ambulance. The announcement was made this morning by CN Rail President Tracy Robinson at Agribition. Agribition CEO Sean Kindop says the support is welcome.
3: Down at the uh, Food, Fuel, and Free Trade this morning, we had Tracy Robinson from CN speaking, and uh, she concluded off the breakfast by uh, presenting our Charity of Choice Stars with a, with a donation of $100,000. So it's a pretty
2: exciting start to, to a Tuesday, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing what the rest of the week brings. How important is Stars to rural Saskatchewan?
3: What Stars does for this province is, you, you, you can't put it into words. They've impacted so many lives, and it's, it's hard to put into words. They're very
2: special. And your reaction to uh, CN, providing that much to your charity of choice? When, uh, when Tracy had done it, she was in tears. It's, uh, to, to watch
3: the raw emotion about someone that truly believes in what they're doing and, and believes in the cause, it's, yeah, it's, it was an emotional morning, and we are, we're very proud that they chose our event to make that announcement.
2: Now tell me about what events are also happening today at Agribition.
3: Yeah, we've got uh, National Bison Day, we've got the, the Grain Expo, the Indigenous Egg Summit, We've got the horse poles. I like guess it's, it's a jam-packed day down here, and we welcome everyone to come
2: down. How did crowds look for the opening day yesterday? Fantastic. We almost doubled
3: the 2021 numbers, which is beyond fantastic, especially when you've got the uh, Mother Nature not wanting to fully cooperate. But, yeah, we're definitely proud with day one numbers and looking forward to, uh, to today.
2: Can you release those numbers yet?
3: Uh, not yet. I'm, just, I'm,
2: I'm fine. We're almost at 9,000 at the moment. I'm just want to put the uh, final touches on that. So roughly 9,000 opening day. You said that was what? Almost double? Yeah, it was so out of 2021 was uh, not quite five. So it was almost double. Why do you think that was?
3: I think people are ready to get back to it. You, you uh, Last year you had to be seated to have a beer and it there it, it, it proved a couple complications or uh, what not but not complications, that's the wrong word. Um, yeah, limitations. Limitations, yeah. So to be able to uh, get back to a bit more normal, you can tell the people are ready, and uh, we're excited for this week. What happens tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah, we, we've got, again, the in- day two of the Indigenous Ag Summit and day two of the Grain Expo. We've got uh, the rodeo kicks off with free admission.
2: Yeah, so much. Cattle events tomorrow include National Speckle Park Show and Sale, Simmental Show, Maina Joux Sale, National Gelbfee Show, and the Limousin Video.ca. Time now for
1: Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Slams Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM.
3: This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity.
4: And welcome back to another Canola School episode. I am your host, Kara Oosterhouse, and I have here with me Courtney Boyacek, who is with the Canola Council of Canada. So we are here today to talk about canola storage. Do you want to tell me what producers need to know when it comes to storage?
5: So the main thing with canola is that you want to be really monitoring your temperature and your moisture levels, um, Despite no matter what the temperature and moisture was coming um, off the field. We need to be monitoring it in the bins just because canola can be really sensitive to them, as well as canola will have a high respiration rate even for six weeks after when it's in the bin. So monitoring it is going to be really important coming into the winter months.
4: So, so how does seed temperature at harvest impact storage?
5: So the temperature of canola going into the bin is going to drive the rate of spoilage. The higher the temperature, the higher the storage risk, essentially. So when you're binning canola and it's still hot, even if it has low moisture, um, low dockage, low green seed, you should still put it on aeration to cool it down. This is going to even out the temperature uh, throughout the bin and help remove some of the moisture from uh, the respiring seed.
4: And what about seed moisture? When it it comes off maybe a little too damp or a little too dry, how does that impact storage?
5: Yeah, so moisture and temperature kind of go hand in hand when it comes to storing canola. We like to see canola come in at about 8% moisture into the bin, but we know that that doesn't always happen just due to the conditions outside. So moisture creates a really hospitable environment for mold that will trigger heating throughout the bin. So monitoring your temperature and your moisture is going to be super important.
4: So if it doesn't come off at that exact temperature we're kind of looking at, do you want to touch a bit on grain drying and what what impacts that has?
5: Yeah, so grain dryers can be used when aeration um, or natural drying kind of fails to adequately condition the canola to the bin and once it's off the field. So this typically will occur when outdoor conditions are wet and cold and that kind of thing. Um, The one thing to note is that grain dryers typically are used for wheat and corn. So just making sure that we're calibrating our, our grain dryers for canola just to minimize those losses. How often should you
4: actually be checking your bin? Band-
5: yeah, so for the first six weeks post harvest, it's really important that you're checking them really diligently, uh, just because the grain needs to stabilize and um, it still can have a really high respiration rate during that time. So. Um, Every day, every second day is going to be super optimal uh, right in that six week period. As we move away from that six week period, it's still you don't necessarily have to be checking it as much, but it's super important to be checking it you know, every couple of days just to make sure that everything's OK, um, because hot pockets can come up really fast in the winter and um, it doesn't take long for that hot pocket to move throughout the bin and and risk not only spoiling your grain, but also downgrading your crop.
4: And, and now I'm, I'm not trying to fear monger here, but do you wanna just elaborate a bit more on that, you know, what could happen if you ignore your bins?
5: Yeah, essentially um, your biggest risk is going to be spoilage and downgrading of your crop, which nobody wants. Canola is a really valuable commodity for producers. And we wanna make sure that all the crop that gets into the bin Gets to the elevator so that um, farmers can continue to farm.
4: And and now you said once we're kind of out of that six week period, we don't have to be quite as diligent. What happens if we get a weather change? Like what if we also have a spout where it's minus 40 or we also have a spout where it's minus 10 for or plus or 10 for a
5: week? How, how does that impact things? Absolutely. So as we're moving into cooler temperatures, the colder air in the bin is going to start to move to the bottom and the warmer air is going to rise, creating kind of a pocket in the core of the grain, which is where typically spoilage is going to occur in the wintertime. Now, cold weather really can be our friend when it comes to storing canola, but that doesn't mean that we stop monitoring our grain. Um, As we're moving into the winter months, it's going to be a little bit... um, we're not going to need to be checking it as much. But if we are having major fluctuations, like I can't speak for anywhere else, but in Manitoba, we very much do. We can go from minus 40 to minus 10 very quickly. So making sure that when the outdoor conditions are changing, that we are very closely monitoring the bin just to make sure. And then if we there are hot pockets that occur, we, being able to cycle out that grain or using probes and stuff to make sure that we're cooling it down, it's we're going to mitigate that risk really quick.
6: This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.ly.
1: It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620
2: CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352 1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Light snow and local blowing snow today. Wind northwest 40, gusting to 60. The high today, minus 8. The low, minus 20. Wind chill, minus 22 tonight, minus 27 overnight. Wednesday, partly cloudy, wind southeast 30, the high minus 15, the low minus 16. Thursday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high minus 11, the low minus 21. Friday, sunny with a high minus 21, the low minus 27. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high minus 14, the low minus 19. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high minus 16, the low minus 22. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 19. Normal high for this date, minus 5, the normal low is minus 16. The sun rose at 8.34 this morning. It sets at 4.59 tonight. And currently, the hot spot is Estevan at minus 9. Collins Bay, the cold spot up north at minus 27 degrees. Once again, Estevan minus 9. Saskatoon minus 11. Swift current. Minus 14. Weyburn, minus 10. Yorkton is minus 11. Regina has a sunny sky. Snow and blowing snow. It's minus 11. That's 12 above Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 32. Humidity is 79%. The barometric pressure rising 101.5. Snow and blowing snow in Moose Jaw. Minus 11. Winds are from the northwest at 31. Gusting to 42. Once again, Regina. Snow and blowing snow. It's minus 11. That's 12 above Fahrenheit. (laughs)
1: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News
2: Director Jim Smalley. This agribition report is brought to you by Nelson GM and 2S Auctioneers. Agriculture Minister David Merritt was part of the opening ceremonies yesterday at Canadian Western Agribition. Merritt says he'll be meeting with various livestock producers this week to discuss issues affecting the industry. Agribition is drawing hundreds of foreign visitors from dozens of Of countries and Merritt is confident the interest will continue in the future.
6: I think they will. I think you're going to even see it start to grow Uh, and it's really because the producers in this province have a great story to tell. I as an ambassador for them I'm allowed to tell that story internationally, and I do tell it, and I think it's a great story to tell. And I always tell them, you got to come and see what's going on at Canadian Western Agribition. So they're coming, and that's that's good to see. We always have a good delegation from, obviously, United States, Mexico, uh, and plus other countries. Uh, you know, even uh, Mongolia and things like that are really coming and looking at what our genetics are doing, and uh, they're here for that reason. They love what we're doing, they love the way we're doing it, and they want to learn more. Any other thoughts about, on agribition? Well, I think the whole show is phenomenal, right? Obviously, I mean, and then they have the rodeo and everything that ties into it. But really, what I really like to see about it is what's happening in the background. You know, when you look go into the barns and you see what's happening, you see the genetics, but also what you really do see is the pride. That these people have in their livestock and what they're doing, and you know they built this genetics up over generations, and uh, and it's, re- it's really humbling for me and an honor for me to represent that, to to see what they're doing and the way they're doing it. It's 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 incredible, the genetics that's what's happened here over the decades here in the province of Saskatchewan and Western Canada. But I'm going to speak for the ranchers and farmers in this province and what they're doing.
2: Agribition runs today through Saturday, December 3rd. That's the Agribition Champion Report. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems expect the best. Grain movement is returning to near record levels in western Canada after some delays in late October and early November. CN Rail Vice President of Grain, David Shadnovic, says heavy rain prevented Vancouver grain terminals from loading grain for several weeks this fall, causing a backup in prairie grain movement. He spoke to 620 CKRM's Tanner Wallace Scribner this morning at Canadian Western Aggribution. Since
7: the uh, terminal productivity-related issues that the end-to-end supply chain ran into in the back end of October and the first couple of weeks of November, the supply chain has really roared back. The high water mark for grain shipments was week 12. That was the week of October 16, 810,000 tons. Then it kind of softened for a three-week period. Last week for week 17, third best week ever on CN, oh, about 770,000 tons of shipments. And the week prior to that, it was almost 800. So sun came out. Supply chain recovered for the most part, with the exception of a couple issues here and there. Things are back to normal and running hard. And you touched on it there um, earlier. You guys said record gro- grain movement. How was that slowed? Well, it was slowed because we ran into uh, we see- we started seeing terminal productivity issues uh, become really chronic at the Port of Vancouver. Got into a really bad stretch of persistent heavy rainfall in the last week of October. Uh, terminal productivity really drops off when we get into the rain in the Port of Vancouver because the ability to load grain into vessels when it's uh, raining or in inclement weather is very limited and that slows things down. If you can't get grained onto boats, you can't make space in the terminals to unload trains. At one point in the in late October, we had almost 20 trains either holding loaded at origin or along the route because we couldn't advance them forward. That started to straighten out, especially in the second week in November, and now we're pretty much back to where we were, so that's really positive. And so, yeah, I guess, are you guys back to normal? I would say so, just given that you know the past two weeks have been the second and third best weeks we've ever had, end-to-end supply chain performing really well. Now we're, of course, we're almost at the end of November, we're getting into December, we're going to see how uh, the weather cooperates for us here. And in terms of schedules, are you guys kind of back to to normal on pace, ahead of schedule, behind schedule? What's that looking like? Yeah, I'd say against the grain plan in which we lay out based on, you know, if we have all the conditions in place to achieve maximum sustainable levels, I'd say for the most part we've had most of those conditions the past couple of weeks, which is why we've got the results that we've been seeing. The fluidity to the Port of Vancouver has especially improved. Again, you know, smaller issues here and there, but I'd say we're, we're pretty much running, you know, pretty much full blast year, end to end. And are there any challenges that you guys are gonna see in the upcoming months that you guys are maybe predicting, or, you know, what what's to come in terms of maybe challenges? Well, we know winter comes every year. We also know two win- no two winters are alike. We, uh, we can take a lot of actions to mitigate the impact of extreme cold conditions. That's laid out in our winter plan, and we've really fundamentally changed the way we run the railroad starting back this spring and summer and that's been really paying off in terms of a much more fluid faster moving network you know there's always the things that may happen that are really beyond anybody's control you think we really want to avoid you know a situation like we saw last november when we had the washouts in southern british columbia i mean that's things where mother nature intervenes and you can take actions to mitigate these things but some of those big events beyond anybody's control can occur and hopefully we stay out of stay out of trouble in that way this year. And uh, you guys are here at uh, Agribition. What is your message uh, to, to farmers and those here at Agribition? I'd say the main thing is that we've made fundamental changes to the way that we run the railroad. And those fundamental changes have really translated into a really strong grain movement off the combine this fall through gut slot harvest October, November. Those changes position us really well here as we get into into December and beyond. And it's been good to see the, uh, again, a couple of issues like I mentioned earlier, but overall, you know, we had a record October. We've been uh, we've been seeing really strong movement for the most part this fall with the exception of a couple of weeks where it slowed down. That's good news. I mean, grain moving means
2: grain's getting delivered and farmers are getting paid. David Shudnovick is the vice president of Grain for Sea and Rail. He spoke to 620 CKRM's Tanner Wallace-Scribner this morning at agri
0: This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from
2: Gowan Canada.
1: You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on
2: The Source
1: 620 CKRM.
2: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies. Small town lumberyard, big on service. Arcolabuildingsupplies.com Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were mixed this past week across the province. Provincial cattle specialist Fonda Froats has the details.
8: Well, feeder steer prices were mixed across all weight categories over the week. Average prices ranged from 316 69 for the 3- to 400-pound weight category down to 221 13 for the 900-plus-pound weight category. The largest decrease was 544 per 100 weight for the 3- to 400-pound steer category. The remaining categories were mixed ranging from down 146 per hundred weight for the 7 to 800 pound weight steers, and all the way to increasing by 280 per hundred weight for the 900 plus pound category. And prices for Saskatchewan feeder heifers were also mixed compared to the previous week. Prices ranged from 244.29 for the 3 to 400 pound weight category to 205.95 for the 800 plus pound category. Heifers ranging between six to eight hundred pounds had the only declines and they were between 33 cents to 50 cents per 100 weight. The largest increase were in the bottom and the top weight categories which were 625 for the three to 400 pound category and 557 for the
2: 800 plus category. And what were the factors behind these price changes?
8: The markets were mixed and so were the factors. It sounds like we had some demand from Ontario buyers that supported prices on some of the Saskatchewan feeders over the week. We also see, have seen U.S. demand soften over the recent weeks. Truckers seem to be in short supply. Feedlots are backed up with fed cattle. So these factors are all influencing the markets as well.
2: What were marketings?
8: Canfax reported Saskatchewan feeder cattle volumes at 40,649 heads sold over the week. And this was up from 39,242 the previous week. And we are also above last year this or the the same week at 26,617.
2: What happened with market ready cattle prices?
8: Yeah, Canfax price for Alberta fed steers reported on November 25th was 182.49 per 100 weight. And on Alberta cows, they were all down last week. And D2 cows decreased 370 per 100 weight to average 86.60. And D3 cows were down 267 per 100 weight on average, ending the week at 74.50 per 100 weight.
2: Provincial cattle specialist Fonda Froats compiles the weekly cattle market update for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture.
1: The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620
2: CKRM. Market update brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building material supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And Farm Fresh Water, they'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. Looking for the perfect vehicle, they'll find a match that exactly fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving Southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading Viterra prices for canola rose $18.10 this morning at 801.52. dollars One red spring wheat went up $1.74 at $4.19.05 The rest were unchanged Durham 498.50. dollars Feed barley 362.87. dollars Chickpeas 925.95. dollars Flax 742.98. dollars Lentils 752.50. dollars Oats 27932, Yellow Peas 46908, and Feed Wheat 289.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard-red spring wheat for December rose five and three-quarter cents at 957.
1: It's the Livestock Reports on the Source
2: 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now, the latest quotations.
9: This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of November 29th. Our last regular sale was on November 23rd. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.78 cents to $0.88. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.65 cents to $0.77. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.50 cents to $0.65. Heiferettes sold from $1.25 to dollar. $1. 50 And good butcher bowls sold from a dollar fifteen to a dollar thirty three. We had a pre-sorted all breeds calf sale here on Monday. Three hundred to four hundred pound steers averaged two dollars and seventy six cents and sold up to three dollars fifteen Four hundred to four fifty pound steers averaged two dollars and ninety three cents and sold at to three dollars and fifteen cents. Four hundred to four 4- 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.85 and sold up to $3.15. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.74 and sold up to $2.97. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.59 and sold up to $2.79. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.47 and sold up to $2.66. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged 2 2 $2.41 and sold up to $2.54. 700 to 800-pound steers averaged $2.32 and sold up to $2.45. 800 to 900-pound steers averaged $1.92 and sold up to $2.35. Heifers were about $0.45 back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a group of 440-pound tan steers at $3.15 a pound, a group of 500-pound tan steers at $2.97 a pound, pound a group of 550 pound tan steers at $2.77 a pound a group of 600 pound tan steers at $2.62 a pound a group of 650 pound tan steers at $2.53 a pound and a group of 700 pound tan steers at $2.45 a pound this has been stephanie dig reporting from the wayburn livestock exchange the market that gets cattle and the prices too
2: and today's quotes for the Saskatchewan pork prices 200 Four dollars thirty-one cents per ckg. Coming up, the resort .ca. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM.
1: Here's Jim Smalley.
2: Now the Resource Report. Brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. After a long stretch of inactivity, Cameco has started up operations again at MacArthur River Mine and the Key Lake Mill facility. It recently turned out its first package shipment. The mine and mill currently employ about 730 people more than half of which are of Indigenous heritage. Cameco is planning additional hiring for the sites going forward and is striving for a year-end workforce that has a higher representation of women and Indigenous people than from pre-shutdown levels. Canada recorded stronger-than-expected economic growth in the third quarter, but economists say the underlying numbers suggest the economy is weakening. Stats Canada says the economy grew at an annualized rate of 2.9% between July and September, led mainly by an increase in exports. CIBC's Director of Economics, Karen Charbonneau, calls the headline number shockingly strong, but says details in the report, mostly notably a decline in household consumption, paint a different picture. Stats Canada's preliminary estimate for October suggests the economy stayed flat in the first month of the fourth quarter, where economic growth is expected to slow in response to rising interest rates. Two U.S. Federal Reserve officials said they favor raising the Fed's key rate to roughly 5% or more and keeping it at its peak through next year, longer than many on Wall Street had expected. John Williams, president of the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, said that the central bank has more work to do to reduce inflation closer to its 2% target. On the markets, the TSX has risen 68 points to 20,288. The Dow has fallen 97 points to 33,751. Oil has gained 96 cents at 78.20 a barrel. The Canadian dollars at 73.40 cents US. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.